Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Celeste Barber, great, Janet Jackson, Nasty Boys, great song. You like to go to Kids Bop Kids, that's their Sammy Hagar I'd go to. I went to see the Doobie Brothers. I'd probably go again. Good old Whitney Cummings. Yeah. Train and Ario Speedwagon. There's so many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Wow. That is a good, that's a good deal. You got to yep. visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. What is it? Livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. Now, you're out there, you have acres and acres, hundreds of acres. All you have to do is water and <laughs> okay. mow, and they'll do the rest. No. Weed control, which you hate, fertilization, mm -hmm. aer aeration. Huh? Can't stand it. Among others. They'll do all that, so you can do literally anything else. Dana's out there like Yellowstone. You have better things to do in your free time. I know you do. You don't want to focus on lawn care. True green is too good to be true, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. But it is true, right, David? Because yeah. you're going to have more time to do yeah, things that you want to focus on. All the hard work, and it gets yeah. you to a great lawn. That's what you want. You take care of everything else you got to do in your life. You're very busy. Let True Green take care of this mm -hmm. one thing. Get it off your plate. You know what? I do have some space. I want to put some grass down. Some. I, I might. <laughs> I'll I'll, talk, I'll call you later, talk, True Green. Talk to True Green. <laughs> Where can listeners mm -hmm. purchase or learn more? You go to TrueGreen.com. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. Whoa. They offer a satisfaction guaranteed, and they have a verified best price promise which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. That is such a cool thing. Good job, True Green. You're nailing it. So if you're listening to our podcast right now, you probably know about my family's loss. And uh, I just want to say that the amount of outpouring online and emailing and people I still haven't been able to call back is uh, incredible. Um, I thought about this over the holidays and I decided to come back to the podcast um, because I think, you know, it's a long day where you're not working and you get in your head and I think it's going to be a great break and I think it's really cool to laugh. And um, so with that, here I am with my old friend, David Spade, on with the show. <laughs> you know, Dana, I have to say, to add to that, that um, there was uh, so much so much goodwill out there uh, that was going through me to tell you uh, even uh, Mrs. Uh, Farley Chris's mom wrote a letter for me to give to you I couldn't give it to you yet because I hadn't seen you but I just thought I'll wait on that but mm -hmm. just to show you it's really everywhere and I just didn't want to overload you but as you know everyone uh, just was all very very nice things no one knows how to how to deal with it but I, I, I agree that it's, it's nice to do the show again. I know. It's very, it's very sweet. And if people say, well, if I could ever, if I could do anything, and, and you really can't, it's like mm -hmm. me and my wife and our son's private journey 
and we're all together. And we do a, a lot of fun things. We really, you know, we hike, go to church. You just want to make sure that you keep moving. And like I said, doing this and riffing with you, I think is going to be very healthy for me. Yeah. And as I recover, because I'm kind of on the pain train and and with about millions of other people on this planet, and you, you don't know how long you're going to be on it or when it'll stop or when it will get better. But in the meantime, all this kind of stuff uh, is is very healthy. So I, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I've gone through things now. I can't say um, the same things, but when I have things in my life, sometimes I go back too quickly a day later, a week later. And, but I do like to get my mind off things and it doesn't mean I forgot anything. It just means I just need a break. And, uh, we laugh a lot together when we're together and, um, I like leaving you messages mm -hmm. and trying to make you laugh because, you know, just things in life happen, but we can move on and we're just gonna, this, this episode mm -hmm. of fly on the wall is just me and you and which I kind of like, mm -hmm. I'm so sick of those fucking guests. But other than that, no, they're good. But uh, <laughs> you're so needy, and you got to do research. And oh, what, where'd and you go to high school? I know. And toward the end of it, I'm like, oh wait, do they have to talk? We have to go to them sometimes. So I just I wanted know. to catch up with you on a few things because I haven't seen you in a bit, and uh, it was a lot happened. There was award season, and uh, I don't know if you did see. Well, basically, honestly, they should really just connect all these awards and make them one day. It's just two hour show and then just go right into the next <laughs> one. You know what I mean? P you know, powder the makeup, switch the dress, and because it's too many. And they're all the same, exactly the same. I get that it's, its purpose is to promote the industry. But it, mm -hmm. it does at a point when you're watching it. I was watching The Critics' Choice. And there's a point where there's so much praise heaped on the person who is actually just playing in front of a camera and stuff. It's like they're playing a pretend world. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I like it's when great, you said. I like when you go. I know the purpose is to make, is to promote the industry. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a purpose. I'm glad you figured out there was a purpose to. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like they they make believe in front of a lens. It's not like they've landed on Mars and, and they know it. But it this you know you. You heal a broken world when you play the, you know, the uh, Dracula Barbie. character or whatever. But, <laughs> but, well, Barbie was a great movie. I have nothing against it. But yeah, it's uh, award shows are really funny that way. It just is. Um, you know, I was, uh, this is the week of like Emmys, Oscars are coming up. I was uh, shockingly up for two Golden Globes and, uh, and two Emmys. The Golden Globes were the first funniest because when you're up for TV, they see you in the back. Don't get near the precious movie stars. Mm -hmm. You can't tell on TV. But I was back in La Mirada. Like if I won somehow, I would have had to take a shuttle to the stage because there, I couldn't have gotten up there before a commercial. It would have been like, excuse me, pardon me, like Bugs Bunny, excuse me, excuse me. So luckily <laughs> I didn't win. And then when I did the Emmys, this is the grossest story because I'm sitting there. I'm pretty close to the front because I was up for a supporting actor or whatever. Nice. And then the, they literally go, and the winner is, and they show us all, and they go, David Hyde Pierce. And I swear to God on David, I made a move. I made, I lifted 10% oh, no. of my body weight, and that's all it took for people to go, he thought he fucking won for a second. I go, no, I didn't. I was shifting. I was giving him a standing ovation. <laughs> So embarrassing. <laughs> so in so your head, sick. when you heard David, you lifted up and you heard Hyde Pierce. In your head, did you think, David, and then I lose? 
Yep. And you sat back down. I really, it got That's to it David and I didn't think there was another David. It's, and I just started to lift like the the puffiness of my feathered hair was just starting to lift up a quarter inch and they go hide Pierce. And I just quickly deflated and people were like, let's roll that again. That motherfucker flinched. He moved a little oh, bit. Oh, they he, did? He thought he won and everyone it was like, a I meme saw back. No, uh, thank God, Lord, there wasn't geez. memes. Oh, I would have been the biggest clown. But, you know, I was up for it. That, that's the important part. You do. I, I'd done 10 years of stand-up. I was on SNL, but I desperately didn't want to win at that moment. Lauren was sitting behind me. I was nominated. And I just broke out in a cold sweat. I don't even know what it was. I just did not want to have to go up there and get that award. But I did it's, win one. It's a grotesque later. feeling. Oh, you won? Whoops, sorry. How'd that get out? <laughs> yes. Something slipped out. No, I did finally win one six years later. And Bob Hope, the Bob Hope for you people under 70, um, he handed me my award. That was kind of weird. You see someone as a kid on TV. Dude, that's funny because I'm not that award. old, but Amelia Earhart gave me mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, Henry VIII uh, nominated me. <laughs> You're like, that was the one where I think um, Queen Elizabeth I was hosting? Yeah, I think Jesus introduced the person who gave me mm -hmm. the award. And then but wait a minute, there was no... Pilot was sitting next to me. Chilla the Hun was up for best uh, plunder on the uh, Dude, circuit tell me, so there. what did you win for? Was it for SNL character? It was a... Yeah, just being, I, I kept, I got nominated, but I finally won. Because what in those days, uh, I think you were put in, I was up against Cirque du Soleil and stuff. It was like a He's variety good. thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I was up against jugglers <laughs> and circus people and I don't know. You're like, tamers. that's what I am to, to the world? And, and then I'm the sketch guy. So then yeah. someone said, you know, they don't even really look at the tapes, you know. He, he told me the behind the scenes of how to win an yeah. Emmy. So somehow I changed my little byline or something. That's how I probably got it. But Oh, because, you know, it, it is true what you're up against. Because I was up for, the Golden Globes were tougher because it was best supporting actor on TV or movies. So for, I feel like I already won because it wasn't a comedy. It was comedy, drama, and movies that are on TV. So mm -hmm. I was up against, I think, Don Cheadle from ER. And then uh, talk about <laughs> old. You know who won? Gregory Peck. No joke. He did Great 90 seconds is a cameo in a movie called Moby Dick. And he went up there and I was so shocked because wow. I thought he died 10 years before that. So he walks up there and then he goes, I can't believe I'm getting an award for a 90 second cameo. And I'm in the back going, me either. <laughs> Give real it to me. His name is Greg Pecking Order was his real name, but he shortened it to Peck. But- I'm Gregory Beck and used to talk very deep. I actually was at an award show. Now that we're on award show stuff, Kirk Douglas mm -hmm. was getting the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award because I had done a movie with him and Burt Lancaster the year before. And Danny mm -hmm. DeVito, I'd only been on SNL 10 shows. He introduced me to the stage. Here's a guy, um, Saturday Night Live. Something. So no one knew me. Very nerve wracking. So I did that, but... Ugh. Gregory Peck was sitting next to me and my wife and her mom's 
ultimate movie star is Gregory Peck. So before the show started, we went over and said hello to him and he couldn't have been nicer. But then mm. behind us was this, we heard this person go, <clears throat> and it was Lauren Bacall and she was pissed. Ooh. I could see what Bogart put up with. Really? Man. I felt bad for Humphrey Bogart that moment. <laughs> see what put up with. No, we were in the wrong. The AFI award, that is a, uh, that's a Teamsters Union, I think, award. Yes. Um, these people, Gregory Peck, the AFI, which is the uh, Auto Workers Union Award, I think. Um, mm -hmm. they, uh, they are nervous, and I was nervous there being up for many, many, many awards. So, which brings me to Joe Coy, because so many people said, hey, you're a stand-up and you've hosted stuff. How did he do? And it's such a big subject because I think one of the problems, one of them, I, I don't think he bombed. Really, I think that was a rumor that got started and then everyone kind of ran with it. People go, I heard he was horrible. And I go, did you see it? They go, no, but that's what I heard. And I go, well, it's yeah. not that fair because you're nervous getting an award. So you're playing for a crowd of people that just want to get the monologue over with so they can figure out, did I win or not? So I can relax. Mm -hmm. That's one problem. Uh, and I think he's not as well known as, as a lot of hosts. Steve Martin, everyone reveres. Ricky Gervais, everyone fears. I mean, he's up there. Like him or not, he's very ballsy. He's had huge hit shows. He's very respected. Mm -hmm. And he's one of them. And I think Joe Coy, who's a successful comedian, isn't really in the movie and TV world, if, if you agree. Where So when he comes up, it's like, how dare you talk to Robert De Niro? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a little of that, I think. Well, uh, to put Joe Coy in context, yes, he... He's a gigantic stand-up with a huge following. But mm -hmm. in the way the world works now, it doesn't always matriculate to across-the-board fame mm. from sea to shining sea. So a lot of people may not have been familiar. You know, Joe Coy plays arenas. He sells out the forum. He's um, He riffs. He does characters. Mm -hmm. He tells stories. He's like a powerhouse and incredibly likable. And he just ran into an audience that was a regular kind of corporate date that a lot of times they don't, you're, you're not the star of the show. You know, when you do stand up, he headlines is he's the star of the show. Now it's a guy who'll fill some time before the awards, you know? So it's, it's, it's difficult for everyone. Ricky Gervais saying, this is it. I'll never do it again. Never, never. You're nothing. You know, nothing. You've never been anywhere. You don't, you don't mean anything. And he's telling the audience that. So he took all the power back, but only he could do that because that's just who he is. But it was so funny. That is a rare thing where you're allowed to do that. But like Steve Martin and Martin Short, I think people like to watch. They're already halfway, 90% laughing when Steve Martin comes up. And when it's Joe Coy, they're at zero. They're going, okay, you've got a lot to do here. Right. To get me going. Yeah. I think. Yes. Uh, and, and going... Taylor Swift was almost pre-offended when she sat down and was just waiting because I agree. Like she's there. She's a big star. Um, I mean, he could have said, you know, the Golden Globes, uh, when they found out Taylor Swift was here, they were going to switch it over to Peacock uh, because that's what the <laughs> NFL did. It's a good one. Uh, but Taylor Swift, I think he did do a soft joke towards her, which wasn't really offensive, but I think she she could have, she gave him the Joaquin Phoenix gladiator thumbs down. And once that happened, uh, the tie. So the idea was he was trying to make fun that when she's at an NFL game, they, the NFL cuts mm -hmm. away to her, but we're not going to do too it many so times, much yeah. here. 
it was kind of the oh god the was that the exact joke it was something like so we're gonna have more cutaways in the end it was something that was kind of innocuous it wasn't really a burn or anything she could have made a face like look at me i'm so cute they keep showing me and everyone would have laughed you know i think when they yeah. showed uh Meryl Streep or someone like Martin Short, they they went with the joke and just goofed around and, la- and then people laugh mm-hmm. because they go, oh, are they okay with it? Oh, okay. But when she kind of iced it, it was it was a bit of a heavy lifting after that. Uh, and that's tough, you know? Yeah, well, I know. it's I, I've been there. I've done a lot of corporate dates and uh, you get yeah. used to them and you don't have any expectations and you make sure that you just try to charm them. And then you could have a little fun, you know? Um, yeah, they, they always come up to you and go, hey, the CEO's here. Say something about him. He's got three balls and beats his wife. Try to work that in. And I go, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> um, he also said he had 10 days to prepare. He only had 10 days. I would have said, and I spent the first nine watching Killers of the Flower Moon. And, and, and that's kind of funny because the movie's so long, but you're just making fun of the length and it has no real edge on it to really hurts one's feelings everyone feels like mm-hmm. oh i could laugh at that we all know it's long but when you I, there was oh yeah the color purple yeah joke about um ozempic hemorrhoids and ozempic yeah i just thought i don't know if i'd mix a race movie with a joke it's just a it's just a dicier outcome yes it makes and people I, tighten up yeah and i think joe did say that they actually kind of were writing almost the day of actually, because sure. sort of getting the team together. Um, and uh, you know what? He's selling out the forum this weekend or something. I mean, he's yeah, going to be fine. This is nothing. Uh, and he's actually more famous. And I think he handled it very well at the end of the day. You know, you feel some mm. empathy for him because he's a brilliant stand-up. It's ridiculous. I want to host it next year and see if I can bomb intentionally worse mm-hmm. we're available buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around to get a beautiful gift mm-hmm. you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it the tricky part dana as you know yeah figure figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price i hate to say it price yep. matters i mean yeah yep. that's why i recommend for any jewelry purchase you source it from bluenile.com they've been with us for a while yeah, Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds, David. And find jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality stand they have some of the highest quality standards in the industry. Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm-hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or, <laughs> or, or Zendaya. Or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift. David? They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle? (laughs) Those are the technical questions. (laughs) I know. Uh, Oval. They fit your budget. They'll make sure what you want they can fit in your budget. Yes, it's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because, um, you know, it's it's a subjective thing and the, you'll be guided with the, this company's going to help you make the right choice. You right. give them a little information and they'll go, 
Sapphire. It's hard to roll down to your local strip mall and go, yeah. We're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's yeah. not what you want. Or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant. And it's like, <laughs> they're flipping hot cakes and I'm trying to find my loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose. No, mm -hmm. just in case you got 30-day returns. Mm -hmm. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. One more thing against him or <laughs> going against him not him personally, because I do like him. He's been on this podcast. He was great. Uh, if you want to get a feel for him, you can listen to that one. But he, it's the first time I've read ahead of time that people turned it down. Like Chris Rock, Ali Wong, Ali Wong. So that's another thing you got going into. Everyone's like, oh no, who's going to do it? Who'd they wind up with? And then he comes out and they go, oh, they wound up with this guy. So he's got to win them over a little extra on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a good observation. I'm, now I'm remembering that. They listed all the people that turned it down. And these are like long-term iconic names like Chris Rock or Tina Fey. And that yeah. uh, and Joe Coy's doing it. Huge following, so they go, not oh, a household so they got name. Him. If you don't yeah. know him, yeah, they go, oh, that. If you oh, haven't so seen his specials must... on Netflix, yeah. Right. And then some people do know him and some people just go with the crowd and go, oh, are we deciding to ice him like it's high school, you know, like it's Mean Girls? <laughs> You know, yeah. by the way, if one joke didn't work, I'd go, oh, so it's Asian hate. That's what I say at my first joke, just to make people go, oh, no, 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 I like you. And then they have to stand up and applaud. Oh, yeah, that would be a nice table turner. Yeah, Taylor a lot Swift. of Asian hate out here tonight. <laughs> by the way, with Taylor Swift and Kelsey, what's his name? Uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Is there like a, like a Benefer? Do we, is anyone put together a... Because oh. we know Swifties, but do we have one for them? Oh, you got any? I couldn't come no, up with anything that... I don't think there's that, one. Yeah. Swift, Swifty Travis? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> think it's trailer. <laughs> no. Wait, there was something I heard once. Oh, it wasn't that catchy. Yeah, she's Taylor and Kaler. Do you know that they're saying Chilean uh, Murphy's name wrong? They say Killian, but the real name is Chilean Seabass. Anyway, <laughs> why, why are you know hosting by, with those doozies? <laughs> well, look, this whole podcast here is really a soft audition for David to host next year's Golden Globes. And with these powerhouse one-liners that are coming out, yeah. let me put it to you this way. There's lots more where that came from. If everyone, everyone at home is listening going, is this guy on joke steroids? These jokes are too good. They can't be real. <laughs> He's hitting HRs, dingers out the Yeah, he's, it's like he's just wall. coming off of the top with it, really. <laughs> I'd love uh, to see that. Mm -hmm. No, uh, I, uh, that's could, all going to... But, 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 you know, Chelsea Handler, who we haven't had on, but we all know Chelsea, mm -hmm. uh, she... Did the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. And you saw that, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, people said, oh, she got one in on Joe Coy, her ex-boyfriend. So that makes it even extra juicy. But I wonder if he kinda, texted her kind of soft, though, you know. Yeah. What? And, you know, every room's different. You'd have to be in the room at the Golden Globe as a stand-up, like sit there, see yeah. how they're talking, get the vibe, and then get the vibe of where the Critics' Choice Award 
what the feeling of it was. But I would say that she really, she charmed them. You know, there was a lot of compliments and ch and charm and then some, and then jokes. But maybe that's, a, you know, it was just, she was going to do it anyway. But she really, you know. Right. I think she knew, you, at least she got to look at that one and say, what can I learn from that? <laughs> and if she's going to do a joke, because Joe Coy did, people got mad. He said, oh, those are the writer's jokes. They don't work. The ones I write are good. Something like that. Now, the next host that ever did anything might want to do a joke like that, say, that was from my writers, just to get them an applause, you know, like that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, there's 48 award said, shows between January yeah. and February, and that's literal. And there is a possibility that Killian Murphy might win the Oscar and then forget that he was in the movie. It had been so long and so many award shows. He goes, what am I up here for? No, what they here travel for? the world. And what's, well, I should introduce it. David and I are now going to do a special third podcast where we just critique award shows. I know. What are we doing? We're going too far. We should talk more about <laughs> what else can I tell you about, about my road gigs this weekend on my tour. I was in well, the blizzard, Dana. There was an icy storm in the Midwest, and you were apparently caught in the middle of it. Can you speak to that? How, <laughs> Thank you for these hard-hitting questions. Well, you had called me, I well, think, or we talked, and you said you didn't know crying. if the gig was happening. Yeah. You were pretty upset. Yeah, they were saying, you know, I'm going to Chicago. They say it's the worst blizzard, blizz watch, uh, and it's, it's so crazy. Of course, people go, you're going to go to Chicago and Michigan in January. I'm like, oh. I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, what are you going to catch? A blizzard? Of course, <laughs> blizzard shut down the airport. I got in, landed, and then everything shut down. School mm. shut down. They're like, and people like on DMs going, please don't do the show. I, I live four blocks away. I'll never make it. I'm like, four blocks? I just flew six hours. Like, I'm going. If I can go, I'm going. I can't bail out on the people that show up. If one person shows up, I'd feel horrible that I didn't go on. So- I tried and all day I just watched the local weather. They was so weathery. The weather guy would go talk for 20 minutes. He goes, let's throw to And they threw to another weather guy. I'm like, I've never seen him throw to more weather. And it was well, like a chick because she was like tired going, okay, I got it from here. All right. Yeah, it's horrible. And so it's, you know, it's weather porn at a certain point because they just <laughs> okay. want to get you so terrified. The guy's yeah. taking blizz pics. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I took a little blizz pics and uh and the it. girl was showing her boobs. It is like porn. I mean it's very similar. So well, I it, was scared, everyone was scared. How are you gonna turn off a weather guy if he's saying it's dangerous out there? We're gonna tell you right after this word from our sponsors. You could get killed yeah. if you walk outside. Hi, I'm Johnny Weather Guy. Yeah, they show and and I'm in a building that's going it's swaying. And I'm like, hey, uh, Chicago, quit that. pretending like you don't know about snow and wind and cold. Like, that's your whole pitch, you know? That's your license plate. <laughs> Isn't it called the Windy City? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're like, there's wind. I'm like, guys, guys, quit. I'm not in Arizona saying it's hot. I can't believe it. Like, this is how it is here. And everyone's scared. And then Bobby Miyamoto, who is my, my opener, we go to North Face, and it's closed for inclement weather. And he's like, guys, this is your Super Bowl. Why are you closed? What North Face is closed. This is the one place that should be open. You need a that, coat. Well, he needs a coat and he can't get in the store. So what is he supposed to do? <laughs> Shouldn't it that have to coats, be open? 
this is all they want is cold weather. And they're like, guys, it's freezing. We're like, no shit. See, if Trump was anyway. president, he'd be like, we're going to keep North Face open. We're going to keep it open. We're going to open. We're going to keep it open. I told them and they're going to open it up. Um, Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. Everyone's saying everybody they said it. Let me tell you what they don't know. So you're did you do the first night then? You did the gig. I, so Chicago turns into like, hey, it, it was a pretty big theater. They're like, hey, if there's not a power outage, we're going to go. And I'm like, I, if I can get there, I'll go. So I went there. I'm like, I got to get to Chili's first, you know, whatever. So I get there and it was probably 80% full. It was sold out, but, you know, probably 20% just didn't come. And then, so uh, 80% full. So it was 18,000 yeah. people about. Yeah. So it was like a little more than the Super Bowl. And then <laughs> the next night was Michigan, where I was born in Michigan. And we were up in uh, Royal Oak, I think it was called. And that was full. And by the time we got up there, it wasn't quite as bad. So it was, it was pretty still sold out. It wasn't, they were really, they were a little tougher mm -hmm. about it. I thought it was odd that, and this is pointless to say, but the Kansas City football game was on and the Buffalo game was canceled when they were both like horrible weather, like below zero. Why cancel one? And not the other. Interesting. I don't think Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift made a call. Made a call. <laughs> Hello, President she said, Biden. <laughs> Hello, President of the world. Biden. I'm doing it. Taylor Swift is on line three. <laughs> She's like, if I flew here, the game's going. Thumbs up. And they're like, she says, thumbs up. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> well, my it's wife did true. watch the game uh, because she wanted to see the Taylor Swift reaction shots uh, in the, yeah. up in the frozen frozen booth. Um, there, there's always one guy. It's it's forty below windchill, no exaggeration, with no shirt on, and they never follow hmm. what happens to this guy. <laughs> Has he ever heard of frostbite? Would he, would he dies immediately after? It is. A, yeah. It's a life to get on YouTube and to get on. Some cutaway on camera, and they all, you know, they paint their face, take the shirt off, and it's a lot of Burt Kreischer out there. And, um, and they all look like Burt Kreischer, exactly. <laughs> There's a whole uh, stadium full of Burt's. That'd be a great audience. Yeah. And so they do it, and they hope, and if you don't get on camera, then you're really fucked because then mm -hmm. you're like, why did I get hypothermia for nothing? My nuts are in my fucking throat, babe. Christ sakes. I did a movie in Canada once and it was like 40 below and they, at the night <laughs> shoots, that. they'd yell out, someone's got <laughs> frostbite. That. Yeah. Nicholas Cage and I and John Lovitz and you'd wear three, four layers of clothes, like clothes, mm. more clothes, more clothes. And then in between shots, they'd put a thing around your face, just your eyeballs and you had goggles on and they're, they were doing fake snow. And anyway, it was a paycheck. It's so hard. Night shoots are horrible and that is, and cold is very tough. Uh, I went to get a, I didn't go to Barney's and I went to Barney's years ago to buy a big winter jacket and they go, I go, I need one for the snow and I need one for winter. And they go, oh, this is a great one. It was a puffer with leather on the outside and it was very expensive. And they go, but a lot of the wrappers wear it. And I said, oh, done. That's all I need to hear. It's already confirmed. Cool. And then I said, I'll take it skiing. And he goes, Ooh, I wouldn't wear it in the snow. I go, you wouldn't wear your winter coat in the snow. And he goes, mm-mm. I go, what about the rain? He goes, no. <laughs> he, I go, what would you wear? He goes, I wouldn't wear it in rain, drizzle, um, dusty, cloudy, thunder, <laughs> sunset. 
it's, it's kind of nice fog, hung up in your room. It's, it's more of a show Yeah, he goes, it's more yeah. of an indoor coat for it's Instagram. I would take a photo for yeah. wearing. You can yeah. wear it, but it's not advisable. Uh, I go, well, like, I just wear it in my kitchen. He goes, mm, more uh, of a living I wouldn't, room. I wouldn't. Yeah. Too many windows. Uh, so I, I uh, it's hard to wear a coat on the plane. The coats are so big on this dog shit flight they had to they had to stop my flight they're like we're leaving in four minutes and everyone's like okay and then the one thing that's infuriating is we're sitting for 40 minutes and we haven't done anything and they give us no information and then and the flight attendants are cackling up front they're like where are you going tonight <laughs> oh last night blah blah and i'm like you can't be happy until we take off you have to be sad like us stressed <laughs> worried like oh we're trying to get this plane off the ground they're just giggling tickling and then we finally get on the tickling. runway <laughs> and we've got to fucking find they go we got to de-ice the f they're doing it they, they de-ice the wings then we're going to ice them again I'm like why are we icing them then they go now we got to de-ice them uh, we fucked up because we iced them uh, Dana you don't get it my dad works in B2B marketing but I never really knew what that meant then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I took a private jet out of Windover, Nevada. And the pilots look like they're right out of high school. It was after a gig. Mark Pitta was my opener at a casino. It was probably mm -hmm. a rickety bargain basement private jet. And so they had to wake up the de-icing guy. He was asleep because it was like one in the morning. <laughs> and he comes in. He's got one of those guys. He has a long beard. And then he has a rubber band around it and more beard. And so he gets mm -hmm. out on the machine. Mm -hmm. And they haul us <laughs> out there. And they're de-icing. And then we get out in the tarmac in the middle of nowhere, just ice everywhere. Mm. And the young pilot gets out of the plane and he, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna look around at the ice. So he goes around, looks at the ice. Mark Pitt has had at least two bottles of red wine. Yeah. And then he comes back in and I said, when will we know? When will we know? He goes, 20 seconds. Shut if we were actually word. getting lift, 20 seconds. After, After 20 you seconds, you'll off? know. After the wheels are up, what 20 seconds if we fly for 20 seconds then we know the integrity that we have we've iced properly and we're going to fly he said 20 seconds and then what if it's doesn't work i properly? said could i get off and he said too late and he floored it <laughs> and i'm just Dude, counting I was one. it goes <laughs> i heard this on a plane once and it goes beep 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 and it was beeping and the guy hit a button and i go did you fix it and he goes i fixed the noise and I go, but what, why is there, why, what about what's causing the noise? And he goes, sometimes these things have a way of figuring themselves out in the air. Let's go for it. Well, 
Hey, look, I, I don't fly private jets all the, all the time. I'm not to have international wealth, but you can see the pilots and you hear things and you don't like to hear this when you're flying. Pull up, pull up, pull up, pull up. That's the traffic, computer. Traffic, traffic. Pull up. Yeah, I hear that. I can hear a regular plane. You walk up, I go, what's going on up here, guys? Traffic, traffic. I'm like, wait, 500 feet. I go, what do these mean? What's going on? Why are you worried? 400 feet, 300 feet. Pull up. Pull Lots up, of planes up. heading Traf- your way. <laughs> ice, de-ice, ice, ice, baby. I was up there and I was yelling, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And I heard the computer say, shut up, shut up, shut up. Good <laughs> Three <laughs> <To> times. <me. laughs> <Yeah>. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this clown? I like when the pilot, I was sitting on the plane because it was all the way from Michigan. And then the pilot comes out. And he, and he takes a dump, you know, and they have to put the Bev cart in front of there. They won't even let me stand up. I know I'm not allowed to charge the cockpit. I know that part. <laughs> I but, know. Or look at the cockpit or head that way. She's like laying on it. And then I go, I just get up to go in the overhead to grab something. She goes, you'll have to sit down. You can't be in the aisle. I go, am I the guy? Am I going to, I'm really, am I throwing it all away so I can somehow crash this plane and go to jail, whatever. And then about, the worst part is we're all timing the pilot because he comes out so long, like 40 oh, minutes. All, He's like, all mm. the pilots unload like nobody's business. I don't know what they're doing over there. They're holding it during layovers. I don't know, but they they definitely see God in there, man. It's It takes forever. Dude, he took his time, read the paper. He comes out, he goes, what's going on out here? I go, well, we crashed on an island because there's no pilot. So do you want to help me gather coconuts? <laughs> There was no one in the fucking flying the plane. Five foot tall flight (laughs) attendant with her arms crossed, standing in front of the beverage cart. If she's going to tackle Abdul, who was ever diving at the beverage cart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all terrorists are named Abdul. Good, we're canceled. It it could be Steve. Steve. He's uh, the new head of ISIS. Steve, the terrorist. Mm -hmm. I will tell you before I... Get rid of you, Dana, because I got so many things to do today. I know you do have uh, a big life. But I I was realizing I, when I got back from vacation, I don't get many Christmas cards anymore sent to me in the old days. No. No. Now I get I get lazy emails with a photo. And I don't even get many of those. The last one was Happy Holidays from your family at Toyota of North Hollywood. And <laughs> the where you got a oil changed three and a half years ago. I'm like, are you really my family? And then they have a picture of their 3,000 employees. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Look, hey, there's Kenny from sales, I think, in the back. So, oh, and then it says, yes. it says after, it says at the bottom, please join us for our hot chocolate brunch reception. I'm like, that was the worst fucking party I've ever been to. Kenny Come wasn't to Valencia there. on Saturday, February 18th for a special barbecue. Uh, With okay. all the Toyota dealers and employees. I'm like, oh, I hope the guy that told me where the bathroom was was there. That's the only guy I talked to in the whole place. Hey, we should pick on someone who's not our sponsor. Come to all new Hyundai. All right. March 4th. All right. The Hyundai barbecue for no. all our... Listen, I'm spinning this to where at least Toyota's inviting me places. Hey, man, Toyota, I did a gig for them once, where a corporate date, where Jack Palance and I were doing a sketch together. Like 8,000 people. And he's dressed like mm-hmm. uh, the city slicker. He's dressed like a cowboy. 
Mm-hmm. And he was so nervous that he went, he had a ballistic breakdown right before we went out. He literally really? went crazy. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Because they told him to move because they're bringing cars through. And then he goes oh, out and he geez, nails it perfectly, super charming. But I just thought, this is going to go down. We are in trouble. He was off his city slickers heat? Yeah. Yeah, doing corporate. He had a lot of and, heat uh, after that. Oh, yeah. He wandered around and stuff. But oh, he's, God, he, he's he did one-handed he's, push-ups on the Oscars, right? Is that his mm-hmm. claim to fame? Yeah. Friend of Billy Crystal's. He went to the stars. Friend um, of I don't John know why I said Lovitz. that. What, what, were we ta- what were we talking about? We're talking about Toyota and then talking about mm-hmm. you went, you were dating Jack Palance. Oh, Christmas cards. Yeah. I don't know about you, but <laughs> lately I've just, uh, <laughs> I've allowed everything. Cause you know, they say allow location. Oh yeah. I just say yes. So I you used do? to mix it up, up or no, I just go, yeah. And then I go down and accept fucking, cookies. Cookies. Yeah. Give me those fucking cookies. I'm the cookie monster. You want to accept give it, them or care. manage them. I press manage him. It goes, that's like accepting him. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I like it goes, hey, it doesn't matter if you want these cookies. Just press yes or no. And I press no and it kicks me off the website. I go, well, I guess I have to say yes or I can't do anything. They're like, you're starting to get it. Yeah, starting your fucking cookies. If you don't do, if you don't say yes to cookies, you don't allow them. You don't allow your location. Your service gets kind of sloppy. Your connection gets soft, and you know that's that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. They know you don't care because they go, "Are are you allowing us to use your camera roll and use it against you at some point?" And I said, "Yes." <laughs> Let me just see this menu I'm looking at, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I always end up. Are, just are we allowed to look in your bank and take money out of it? And I'm like, yes. Can we harvest your information and sell it globally to make ourselves rich? Can we get inside your personal information and put it out in the open market so people can target market you? And by the way, iPhones do listen. As far I mean, there's no way you're talking and then it shows up on your computer or in your email what you were saying. Are we allowed to watch you masturbate through your camera and then film it and then put it on YouPorn? I'm like, yes, just let me see this menu. Are we allowed to deliver a camera that we <laughs> can stick <laughs> on your crotch? <laughs> We're realizing the camera we gave you to spy on you isn't good enough. Can you clip a camera onto your laptop <laughs> next time it's you have sex? It's a crotch cam. We'll deliver it to you. Are we allowed to deliver it to this address? And we'll send real <laughs> cookies. Um, <laughs> we're in the wrong. If you we're, hit cookies, we will give you real cookies to go with the cookies. Mm, that sounds pretty good. David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, It's made from human-grade ingredients. Safe, clean kitchens, all that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why Why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs- much lower quality. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put it in their bowl and they go, what is this kibble? And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me. And it was like, Really? They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this? 
slop. <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. So Farmer's Dog isn't just higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat Mm -hmm. and skin, better breath, if you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops. Let's look at a clip. It doesn't matter if your dog's young or old, it's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog. Get 50% off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just house or property. It's the location and the neighborhood. Yes, exactly. This is really, really a smart uh, thing. If you have kids, it's also schools, regards to homes, nearby parks, transportation Mm -hmm. options. That's why homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. Yeah, when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, Mm -hmm. student to teacher ratio. This is stuff you need. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's right. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Well, I'm going to, I think for more sweet tooth, I have a thing called uh, cream pie. Allow cream pie. Excuse me? I've been getting a lot of allows. Let me put it that way. I've been getting a lot of cream pies in my algo. Does that Um, sound sexual? Maybe we should should go on that. (laughs) It is sexual. I hate. (laughs) Oh, is it? I didn't know. What's the most delicious, irresistible dessert? Ask Heather. All right. Let's end on that accidental dirty, dirty thing. But mm-hmm. I, we want to tell everyone also, Dana, yes. we are doing a spinoff. We're doing a, a, another podcast called Superfly, spinoff of Fly on the Wall. Mm-hmm. And it will be starting, I think, February 2nd. And uh, it's going to be on video. Yes, we're, we're making the leap. And then we'll be on YouTube. And you'll be able to see what we look like, filters, and what we feel like, um, and we'll have clips on Instagram and TikTok, and you can comment saying, oh, my God, these guys got old or whatever. <laughs> How do they look that good? We'll be, <laughs> no, we'll be on camera doing stuff. So they'll, I, I do, I'll tease this. I have a new bit I'm working on where Barack Obama calls Joe Biden and can't quite hear him clearly, so he gets Hunter Biden to interpret. So that'll be on Superfly. <laughs> and you can see it, which is even funnier. So you get to see us. That's uh, right. Working our bits. Yes. And it's funny. So that starts soon. So watch that also. And Fly on the Wall. Uh, now we're back for uh, this year, mm-hmm. 2024. So we have a lot of good people coming up. And I uh, hope you keep tuning in. We really appreciate it that you've made it a big hit show. We really, really appreciate it. So it's thank you so much. I never thought I'd hear the word season three. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah, know we had season three. We have a season three. 
And uh, thank you so much, everybody. And we will see you on Superfly and Fly on the Wall. Bye, thank Dana. You. Goodbye, David. This has been a presentation of Odyssey. Please follow, subscribe, leave a like, a review, all the stuff, smash that button, whatever it is, wherever you get your podcasts. Fly on the Wall is executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Jenna Weiss-Berman of Odyssey, Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment, and Heather Santoro. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman. 